but it was definitely a little less expected. Okay. And I'm like, where do you go? Like, Cambodia sounds, you know, eat very eat, pray, love versus <laughs> Uganda. They are a little no different. Eat. All right, well, we'll see so let's let's get into it. Uh, welcome to Pathfinder Unscripted. This is where we have the conversations that we have behind the scenes, and maybe they'll even uh, you know, provide a model for you as the kind of conversations you can be having uh, around the stuff that we talk about here week in and week out. And so today we're continuing this conversation around the topic of pilgrimage. Yeah. Uh, so just just to start, reactions to you guys when you heard that that was the topic for the week, like when anything stick out to you or you know immediate emotional reaction. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Oh, cool? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not not like heretic yeah. and Catholic or anything like that? No. Oh. Heretic and Catholic are not equal to me. They're not no. equal, but, but those are two <laughs> different ways to go. Yeah, like, I, care. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like I got, I, when I brought it up to people, I felt like I always got kind of the... Really? The, the stink, like, like, oh. Like, yeah. it's just, it's not a thing that we talk about or that, or that, it's, that it's perceived. I that, think it's a thing we don't do, but like also people were going, oh, that's, that sounds weird or... Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Like, I, know that I just doesn't... feel like all this kind of like, I mean, um, what was the Cheryl Strayed book? Wild, yeah. Where she did, I mean, that was yeah. kind of a pilgrimage. Yeah. And, um, I think the even the Into the Wild book and movie yeah, where the yeah. guy went to go find himself like on this long yes. walk, you know, hiking yeah. and eating mm-hmm. the berries and died, you know, the wrong berries, died in the bus. <laughs> Sorry if I spoiled it. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of this kind of pilgrimage motif and culture yeah. that doesn't make it mm-hmm. that weird for me. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. As yeah. just kind of a, as a cultural truth of like, oh, there's something powerful about, you know, finding yourself on, pilgr- on, a, on a pilgrimage yeah. or the you know, mm-hmm. Thelma and Louise back in the day or just anything of like this road trip, I discover myself mm-hmm. um, yeah. kinds of No, things. I think that's a good point because it, it's actually become kind of a, a an ecumenical or, or pan-religious mm-hmm. Thing. Like it doesn't even have to be a religious yeah. thing to go on pilgrimage. Like everyone, no matter what your what your religious spectrum is, thinks that there's value in it. Yeah. Well, I would say it is actually religious, even if you don't think of it that way, it, according to your definition of how a pilgrimage is a journey mm-hmm. to someone or with someone. But but sometimes we go on a pilgrimage to figure out who we are, and I think that's what happened to Cheryl Strayed um, in Wild. Mm-hmm. And according to the seventy five percent of it that I read. Um, which, I 70, stop. which 75%? I just pick. Oh. I just do it in, you know, just choppy sections. The first 75%. And then... And I'm she just, tears out the pages when she gets bored, and then she mm-hmm. sees a pile on the floor, and then she's exactly. like, yeah, that's about 25%. Okay. That seems about right. Yeah. That seems about right. So, anyway. So, yeah, I think that Which is also is. why I don't lend her any of my books. No, never. He would never. He would never. Um, yeah, the Cheryl Strayed book. Yeah, so I think it is. I think that um, in that movie and in a lot of media right now, the theme of pilgrimage is mm-hmm. present, but it just depends on who you're pil- pilgrimaging. Mm-hmm. Pilgriming like toward. Very close to Pilgriming with. Pillaging. Um, Very close. I was just going to say, for me, I don't know if I've, like, well, first you didn't ask me ahead of time. Next time, be, be sure to ask me before each sermon what I think of these things. Oh, yeah. But second of all, um, I don't know if in my particular experience background, this has ever been something that has been like, and I come from a very traditional liturgical background. I don't think this has ever even been presented yeah. in that context before. Yeah, it was just, you know, you, you know of it and I see it in mm-hmm. movies and books and everything. So it's this thing that exists and everyone knows what you're talking about. But right. um, had you asked me, I'd been like, oh, I, I don't think when I think of like, we're talking about lost ways, fasting. You know, that's a discipline I've heard of, and I can think, oh, yeah, that still goes right. on. Pilgrimage, I think I'd be like, oh, well, that's 
kind of a, it's a cool new thing, but it's an yeah. old thing, but I don't think I've ever had any context of like putting it in a, like yeah. today, how does this actually right. happen? Right. Because so. I wouldn't think about a pilgrimage as a discipline. I would think about it like a, mm-hmm. this is a thing maybe like somebody who's really spiritual does sure. one time. Right. right. And then they write back home about it and I get to just consume their experience. So I thought it was cool that it was presented as kind of like a, almost like a discipline that we could incorporate into our lives. Mm-hmm. We think about like Christian hymnody and things that talk about, I mean, mm-hmm. our very, our very life is described as a pilgrimage. Right. Yeah. We're pilgrims right. on a journey, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're these travelers, we're these wanderers. And so it's become right. this kind of metaphorical, yes, you know, here for probably more than a decade, we've talked about how this is a journey. We're on a journey. Yeah. It's a life journey. Right. And so we use that language mm-hmm. and it's, it kind of feels like spiritual, but I think it is interesting that then when you take it to a place of going, hey, would you actually take a walk for spiritual purposes? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, oh, metaphorically, yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Actually? I will never like, walk out my door would, for right. spiritual purposes. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's such a weird thing. And, and yeah, I feel like the more I see people doing it, mm-hmm. they're doing it for non religious reasons. There was a movie I watched kind of coincidentally to this uh, recently. It was a Martin Sheen, Emilio Estevez movie called The Way. And it's all about how people go on this, the Camino de Santiago de Compostela. It's one of the mm. two most famous pilgrimages in, in the Catholic tradition. But that most people are, that are doing it are not doing it for explicitly religious reasons, or at least mm. that's the way the, the film and the book pre- seem to present it. Mm. So I was intrigued what you said a minute ago, because you're like, well, I think it's religious reasons or something, whether they know it or yeah. not. It yeah. seems like, because he's saying it's not for religious reasons, but you had some sort of nuance that I don't yeah. know Yeah, what I'm trying to say is that I think that there is a spiritual prompting behind that, whether we, we name it for what it is mm-hmm. or not, but we're all looking for something, and I think that it's we have this innate, like, I need to go. I need to get out of my comfort zone in order to, to find the answer to this this thing, this question that's churning inside of me. I think, that, I think there's this impulse to get out, to go into nature or to, to go to someplace foreign, and to try to clear our heads and to come up with some sort of clarity. And so I think that there is this sort of like, I think that there is this pilgrimage theme in our lives. And some of us kind of can name that like God is in that and through that and at the other side of that. And some of us, we don't, we don't necessarily pilgrimage for that reason. Or, mm-hmm. how or, or we, for us, yeah, we even, yeah. we even know some of what we're hoping to find yeah. or some of what we mm-hmm. can expect to find. You know, right. I, my, I'm on a journey it's not right. so much here to there. Maybe the destination has significance. Maybe it doesn't. But right. my I'm, my goal as a as a Christian is I'm I'm trying to go deeper with my mm-hmm. traveling companion, and my, that's yeah. that's yep. you know that's the triune God. You know, however I yeah. want. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and so for me, there's a little bit more clarity on what that is. But I, yeah, I, yeah, I think you're right. I think there's a spiritual, and maybe it's not overtly like religious. You can't put it in a box. But mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's a spiritual calling that people are trying to wrestle with when yeah. they go on pilgrimage, mm-hmm. which I think makes it so fascinating. Yeah, that yeah. it's not just some weird prescriptive thing yeah. that only religious people do it because it's right. just one of these weird things that religious people are commanded to do. But that there seems to be something in the human spirit so. that is is called to do this from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think sometimes the end result is that we feel like we know more about who we are, or we understand. And in Cheryl Strayed's case, she says that you know it, it really helped her to come to grips with her relationship with her mother and the loss of her mother, and to find herself in that process. So you know, I I think I think God gives us this urge to to travel and get outside our comfort zones and 
And he wants us to know more about how he created us and about how, who we are in relation to him. So I think people who don't travel for necessarily religious reasons do experience something holy in it because that's how we're, like God intended it. Yeah. God intended Requiring it. Yeah. Like you. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. One of the questions I had during your message, Doug, was, um, is the actual, for those of us who are able to walk, Mm-hmm. Is the actual act of walking itself significant? Because in some of the action steps that you gave, um, walking had a role to play in some of them. One of them was like, yeah, go camping, just be out in nature. And I, for me, initially, and I didn't study the issue as deeply as you did, pilgrimage feels like there does need to be some sort of movement, that you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're taking a journey deeper within yourself, within God, but you're, you're actually traveling somewhere, um, whatever, you know. For those of us who can walk, great. Walking's yeah. maybe the best because it's kind of this slow, earthy, in my body. Yeah. Um, for those of us who can't, we have to find modifications for that. But it didn't seem like that was an important concern for you. And so that was just for me, that was one of my presuppositions that pilgrimage should have to do with physically walking. Yeah. Yeah, I think the same for me. Uh, I was trying to come up with a variety of things that I thought people could could try and enter into this concept you know, through some different places but no I, I do agree that that walking is a thing that we've lost yeah. and more when you're talking about going to New York you know no one no one walks in New York I mean, maybe a block or two but you know it's, it's public transport and, it, and it, even in a dense city you know, you're, yeah. you're taking elevators everywhere so I do think walking is ideal mm-hmm. um, but I was also trying to just wrestle with our modern day context which is that walking has become um, Passe isn't quite the right word, but... So um, passe. Well, every once in a while, yeah, yeah. yeah, especially here in the suburbs, where right. if you start walking, people are like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> right. um, you, you, must, you must be, <laughs> like, mentally ill or homeless yeah. or something. <laughs> Absolutely right. Down, you know, our, our church here is on a very main road, uh, for those who haven't been here, and um, sometimes when I would drop my car off at the mechanic down the road, I would just walk yeah, to work, right. you know, on right. a nice day, or sometimes even on a cold day, I'd be bundled up, and people would see me, and they'd be like, oh, Pastor Dion, do you need a ride? And I'm like, no, I'm good, I'm just walking. Yeah, but right. they knew where the church was, they knew where I was going, it's not far. This old thing. But they were, it's like being thoughtful, of just being right. like, hey, yeah, yeah, do yeah. you need a ride? No, right. I'm good. Right. But some people were very like, <laughs> some people were very like, are you sure? I mean, just get in. And right. I'm like, no, really, I'm enjoying taking a walk yeah, right now. Yeah, like, imagine this is that. a good part of my day. Yeah, yeah walking says something's wrong. Yeah, right. Like, no one walks if everything else in their life is okay. And again, I appreciate the gesture because, yeah, largely, I'm not, I don't walk to work. I usually right. drive. And so someone right. sees me walking and, oh, do you need help? Mm-hmm. No, I'm good. Right. But, but even then it's just kind of like, wait, are you sure? Cause you're telling me you're good, but this doesn't, this doesn't seem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. Although, you're right. Although my, uh, my oldest daughter, Ellie told me that there's a teacher at her school. He's, he's actually married to another teacher at the school. Um, she drives to work. He walks to work every day. And she's like, and I don't think they live close. Like, I think they live mm-hmm. a few miles away. Mm-hmm. So he leaves before her, you know, walks. Yeah. She gets there before him. He checks in with her to make sure he got there okay. Mm. Um, and she's like, isn't that so interesting? And I was, she told me this just the other day. And I'm like, that's fascinating. Yeah. That I want to know what, why he chose to do that. Like, why I bet it wasn't his choice that? at why first. He... I bet she was like, get out. <laughs> <laughs> they all started with one particular yeah, yeah, that was, They got married right. and they were riding <laughs> right. the, the car together and he's like, I need to get out of this. <laughs> In the middle of traffic. He's like, well, all right, I walk. I walk yeah. these days. It's what I do. But I do think there is something to walking that, that I was thinking about and, and didn't even really crystallize until you just asked me the question, but that it, there is a limiting agent. When you take a car, when you take a, mm-hmm. a you can you can pack more things in. When you walk, mm-hmm. 
you can right. have what you can carry or maybe what you can That's pull right. in, a, in a wagon or something. Mm -hmm. um, I but, but I think one of the points of pilgrimage, what's that? I always radio flyer. With a radio flyer, yeah. <laughs> That's how I take my pilgrimages. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like, yeah, but at least some running away <laughs> scenarios or, or pilgrimages. Yeah, like a stick <laughs> and a sack. <laughs> Such a hobo. Um, but yeah, but it forces you, I think that maybe the, the key part of walking is not just the exercise of it, but that it forces you to travel light. Yeah. You, you have to start leaving things behind. And I think that is I a core it, benefit mm -hmm. of the pilgrimage yeah. is, mm -hmm. is it's the getting rid of the things that you thought you needed. Yeah. And when you're 10 miles down the road, you suddenly realize maybe that, that thing I'm carrying is not mm -hmm. as valuable as I thought it was. And you're right. forced to put it down. One of my yeah. best life experiences, I studied abroad in London in college, and I spent two weeks on a break with a friend. We just backpacked around Scotland. Mm -hmm. So I had a backpack. I didn't know that. And we had a rail pass. You know, we could travel X number of days within yeah. a window of time. Mm -hmm. And we would, like, go to the train station, mm -hmm. and we're like, all right, we're... What's leaving when? Where are yeah. we going to go? Uh, we'd look our, you know, guide, be like, oh, this looks like a cool city. Let's go yeah. there. Yep. We'd go there. We... And I had almost nothing, you know, like most of my clothes I was wearing, it was cold, so we were, you know, lots of layers. Um, I had, you know, a lightweight towel that I could, because we're staying mm -hmm. in hostels, they didn't provide that stuff. And, you know, so I mean, I had all that stuff with me. And there was this, I think this traveling light thing mm -hmm. of just, wow, I don't really need much. Yeah, yeah. And I ate really simply the whole time we were there, we'd just stop and get like a baguette and we'd share it and, you know, get a hunk of cheese and, and we just kind of were walking around and seeing things. And then mm -hmm. we got done with the town. We go to the rail station, go, all right, what's leaving? Where do we want to go next? Mm -hmm. And the, I think both the freedom, the um, just the adventure of just like, who knows? Yeah. This is the unexpected. I don't know what we're yeah. going to do. Like being free from an itinerary, from over worrying about planning. And then also mm -hmm. just being like, I don't really have... I don't really have a lot, but apparently mm -hmm. I have enough and I'm going to improvise right. and make it work. There was something right. so yeah. freeing about that. It was one of my favorite experiences of life. Mm -hmm. I want to do it again yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just yeah. like, when can I do that again? Yes. Yeah. So I think, well, first of all, you've been to Scotland too, right? England. You've been to England. Okay. In fact, I had, thinking about this whole topic, that was backpacking with a friend. And um, yeah. we went, to, well, we went to Paris. A little more girly, I guess, but. You backpacked um, across the channel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we um, it was a real adventure. No, um, no, it was just it was this whole thing. I wasn't. We weren't there quite as long as you were, um, but we had the weekends and we just woke up and we're like, let's go to Paris. And there was no thought other yeah. than that morning, let's go for the weekend. We have a. We just had these little pockets of time while we were there, and yeah. so going and it, same thing. So I think cool. when you shed those comforts, you really quickly find out what you really need and again it wasn't a lot i think yeah. i ate a demo baguette was like all i could say and it's a half a thing of bread the entire weekend um but it was that that was a real memory i had coming yeah. into this was just thinking about like those times where um when you the less you have i think the more you have in the sense of just mm -hmm. allowing yourself to experience new things and and mm -hmm. try new things and yeah you have nothing you have nothing to lose at that point so yeah. Yeah. Well, I've experienced that joy too, but then the question is, why don't we just live that life? Like, why don't we just embrace the nomadic wandering? I don't and know, why don't we? I, well, I do, because I they'd it's... call protective services and take my kids away. <laughs> yeah, and they'd yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. this guy's living in a you know, hostels with a backpack. And... We gotta yeah. get off the grid then, so we don't have those CPS. Which is um, why I'm so grateful for yeah. coronavirus, really. I'm just like, you know, this is gonna <laughs> just force push me to the fringes. It's, and... Well, yeah, I'm hoping I have to eat all the things in my pantry that have been there over the few yeah. months. You know, yeah, because yeah. finally, well, you know. No disrespect yeah. to anyone who's 
got coronavirus? I can work good out of bad things. Okay, so I'm currently reading Francis Chan's uh, The Forgotten God, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's talking about Holy life with spirit, the spirit. Yeah. And and you can, it's, it's just too much of a, a God wink, too much of a coincidence where I'm like, oh, we're talking about this, and it's like being led by the spirit, and not, you can't do that, and also be on a path of satisfying your, like, Right. Selfish, you know, flesh desires. So right. I think they're just so much in conflict to where, yeah. you know, once you, um, you know, so why, I mean, whether you have Christ and Spirit and, or whether you don't, you're always, I think, clinging to those comforts and that control. And Yeah, but it's an interesting connection to make. Is the desire for stability and comfort, it feels a little weird to me to have you describe that as like a sinful flesh, flesh well, desire. Well, I think when you take it, to a place where you're forgetting who's really in control and how much control we have and where are that, you know, that surrendering. Um, Cause no, probably most of us will not go again backpacking through anywhere. Don't um, say that. I'm going to. No, we, we will. We <laughs> you will. and I together will. Yes. Right now, while well, prices are low. Get in the way. But, um, <laughs> but I think, but I think you can also have that same mentality going into each day of your life, you know, about really what. What matters? What do I really need? Um, am I am I doing what God is calling me to do? Am I even listening to that voice? Because I think those are the things where, where we're talking about big, maybe bigger walking pilgrimages. But if you look yeah. at each day as a pilgrimage or a journey, yeah. where you know even if it's in your routine, um, I, I don't know. It's, well, and, and just even some mechanisms in life. So every time mm-hmm. we have a card die in our family, my first reaction is like, can I, can I get by carless? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I live mm-hmm. two miles away. Mm-hmm. I could walk that even in the winter. It doesn't get that cold here. Like that's why you have clothes. That's why you have boots. You know, it's like whatever. <laughs> and, and it always comes back to, um, just how do, how do I do this life with kids? Especially when my kids were right. younger and you have to tote kids around in car seats. I'm like, so I'm going to make, if I have to get a kid from school, I'm going to make them walk home with me. You know, like then that right. feels a little bit maybe not okay in this culture. Um, so, so there's always these, like, r- the rub of what life demands. Right. That makes, you know, if, if I need to visit someone in the hospital, I have to borrow someone's car. Oh, that's, that's. Right. And those things always then drive me back to, no, I, I just got to, I got to do it this way. And mm-hmm. maybe, maybe in those moments, having a little more courage to push back mm-hmm. um, would be the right thing to do. But but I also think what you were saying about the the body, and I think about this all the time, that, the like the the want of the body is like laziness mm-hmm. you know the body is so into efficiency that whatever you're not using it just wants to cut off it wants to use as little energy as possible it wants to store up what it can which is you know why we're all trying to lose weight all the time and we have to think about what we're eating and because the body's just like oh yeah just give it to me i'm just going to store that up and i'm just going to do minimal and i think there's something just about the actual act of Walking, yeah. you know, it's mm-hmm. it's not it's not killing yourself running, but it's exertion. Mm-hmm. Yes, and yeah. I kind of wonder, just in you know, it's kind of like I've said in in the fasting message that f- food is one of these primal things that you can actually live without for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some things that you can't, but it's pretty low on the ladder of like essential things that you need. Um, and and so it's an interesting lever. And I'm like, is is walking kind of that thing? You yeah. know, just it's this it's this body that just wants to be fed, pampered, cared for. Or at least part of your physiology wants that. Yeah. And um and you just going like, no, I'm not going to give into this pull because 
Otherwise, it can be like the the Disney Wall E movie where you know everyone's yeah, just kind of laying around, and you're like, you feel like sometimes that's where yeah. we're headed. Mm. Um, and I think you know, is there something about this pilgrimage call, yeah. this even this walking call that is, uh, uh, it's 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 not um, yeah. it's not like an opposition of the body, but it's just it's like a little bit of mastery. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like yeah, I'm I'm the it, boss here. Well, you know, I'm not going to let you just slide right. off into yeah. I like that you're bringing the conversation back to walking because I had this thought about walking when you were talking about Scotland because I went to Scotland a couple years ago with friends and we walked everywhere. And there was something about that experience where we're not traveling faster than the speed of the human body. We are traveling at the maximum speed of the human body trying to get from this place to this place. Um, and and having to take things at the speed of human beings, not the speed of a car, not the speed of a plane or the train, but to just walk everywhere where I experienced things. And it committed to my memory because it was that somatic, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. we had these great conversations and we laughed so hard and we shared really deeply. And, and along the way, we saw such beautiful things and we smelled such wonderful things. And mm -hmm. all of my senses were activated by walking mm -hmm. everywhere mm -hmm. for two weeks. And it was this... I mean, those memories are so vivid and they're seared into my, mm -hmm. into my mind and into my heart. Mm -hmm. And I think there is something about the experience of, of walking or prayer walking, even if it's just like a two-mile radius, that's really impactful for how we connect with our environment. And then, you know, we bring our, our spirituality, our relationship with God into that. Mm -hmm. There's something really meaningful about that, um, something intangible about that. So I'm, I'm with you about it. I think there's something really powerful about using your own two feet. Mm -hmm. You well, can borrow someone else's feet if you must. But. It gets a little weird. Well, and yeah. it makes life smaller. Yeah. We talk about the, like, the big right. demands. Oh, we gotta get to the hospital. We gotta get to these places potentially that I right. couldn't get if I didn't have a car. Mm -hmm. But so I got the opportunity to go to Jerusalem a couple of years ago. And what was amazing is you know, you've got this, this, this geographic location where so much of, of historical civilizations has, has happened. I mean, like mm -hmm. Egypt to Greece to Persia to the, to the Ottoman Empire, like all these things happened and, and crisscrossed this ground of Israel and Palestine. And it's tiny. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you can drive it in like 45 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and yet, and yet you know, much of biblical history, you know, from Abraham wandering, to the Israelites, I mean, you look where the Israelites are wandering in the wilderness. It's not mm -hmm. a big patch of ground that they mm -hmm. were wandering on for 40 years. Right. Uh, it's, you know, I, I always picture like oh, big vast. Did we pass this rock yeah. before? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's the fourth time we passed that rock. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's so small, but, but yeah. they were, but in that time they were moving mm -hmm. at the, I love your phrase, the, the, the pace of the human body. Right. That's, that's right. how far you could get uh, yeah, in right. those, in, in those days. And that, that yeah. was the, circ the circumference, the diameter right. that you could, you right. could actually cover. Right. And yeah. you can't be as distracted. Yeah, right. I mean, when you think about all the distractions. And again, I, I think back to just this idea of like, this is our everyday life. It's not, I mean, we have we have the, yeah. maybe a real pilgrimage, but then we also are walking around our daily life. So viewing even that um, and, and being more mindful of it, like your sermon last week, I, I feel like everything is flowing so well. I, I'm, I'm, I already want to talk about like praying continually because I think that is where it all, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Listen, we get to talk to him before the message. Yeah, right? okay, we yeah. will. So this we is will. like, <laughs> <it is>. want <laughs> me to talk about prayer? It's not yeah. a word But I mean, thing. like, like when talking about like prayer walking, it's mm -hmm. like, it, Imagine, I, I feel like I, I, I do this a lot. Like just my whole day is just walking and praying while I'm going about my day. So mm -hmm. it's it's something where, again, being just very in those moments and taking step by step and having yeah. each each thing uh, lead to the next yeah. and not knowing what the next thing is. But when you're praying, it's, again, who you're with. So 
Well, so you actually sparked a question that I was thinking about, and Dion, you kind of got here a little bit too, but but what actually counts as a pilgrimage? So, I mean, you already asked about, like, the walking. Yeah. I have a very liberal definition as you take well, steps. Well, I love your example in your message where you talked about your year on mission, and I presume you guys weren't walking everywhere. You said you spent a different night on pretty much mm -hmm. slept in a different place every night. Mm -hmm. And there was something about that, as you described it, that, I, that like resonated with me as like also the essence of pilgrimage. And I don't yeah. think it's primarily about walking, but it was this yeah. kind of un, unglued from my natural comfort world. I'm, yeah. um, so I, I thought that, that connected with me. Mm -hmm. I don't know yeah, about the technical think, definition, but there's yeah. something about that that felt yeah. true. Well, just that we didn't yeah. have a home. For 12 months, we committed yeah. to not having mm -hmm. a, a single place that we could actually right. call home. And, and that was what felt yeah. unrooting or unsettling, mm -hmm. that, that that was a, a piece mm -hmm. of it. Well, and I, but I think that's the, the question itself, I mean, it almost supposes that there's this rigid answer that God would have us find. Mm -hmm. When I think the beauty of what Jesus did for us is that, I mean, now, and Dion, you gave a sermon about this probably a year ago, maybe even longer. And it was this, and it just rocked me and wrecked me. And it was about un, the unseen things and about God's kingdom come. And, mm -hmm. and it was about how God's kingdom plays out here and we mm -hmm. participate in it. And, um, and so I think when we have Jesus, when he's our companion and he's with us all the time, we carry around the very mm -hmm. same spirit that was inside of Jesus mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. us all the time. Then the distance between you know, my bedroom and my sick kid's bedroom every single, you know, three times a night, that's a pilgrimage, you know, like anytime <laughs> Jesus is with me and I'm on my knees, like cleaning up this, this yeah. poor kid, like, you know, that's a <laughs> pilgrimage for me. Like, and as a yeah. mother, I think like there's, as parents, I think we, we experience or anyone who's like been a caregiver for someone who's, mm -hmm. who is in need, like we know what, what a pilgrimage is in our everyday lives, because this is, this is me leaving my comfort zone doing something, participating in something that's scary and holy with the spirit um, in the pursuit of something bigger than us. Mm -hmm. And and at least that's how I have to define it because mm -hmm. if I don't define it that way, then I'll never have gone on a pilgrimage. <laughs> <laughs> like my, my motherhood is a pilgrimage, I think, and my, my being a wife yeah. is a, and being no, a I, good I friend. I too. I think, I, I think there can be very concrete, you know, yeah. I just got back from Cambodia. Like, there's very mm -hmm. specific times where Turn you're going um, mm -hmm. someplace for a reason like that. But I think yeah. maybe it even goes back to the fasting. That, that what is the motive and what are you like? What is taking you through yeah. these things? So yeah. I think. I mean, we'll still go on our pilgrimage, but right. yeah, um, we will. But still having that, I, I, that mindset. Yeah, I agree that I think a lot of these practices are these anchoring um, or teaching moments. But the goal is. How do I carry this mm -hmm. into my, so how do I carry this this right. integration of my body, bringing mm -hmm. my body into this moment, my mm -hmm. body into my worship, my body into the presence of Jesus? How do I do that in every moment? I just want to fasting. Right. But the fasting is the thing that teaches me that. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah. you know, with pilgrimage, how do I live my life with an openness, with an awareness right. of what God is doing around me, what's, what's unfolding in the world around me, where I'm not so A to B, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's where I thought mm -hmm. you were spot on in your message about sometimes it's, it's it, pilgrimage is embodied um, and turning down the radio when you're driving and just looking around, there's something mm -hmm. that's closer to the same, you know, whether it counts or not, it's, it's closer to the same thing. And I think the goal is not to live your life on pilgrimage or to have to schedule one every couple of years. It's, it's those things teach you then how to mm -hmm. yeah. treat the journey to the kid's bedroom as a pilgrimage, to bring that same sort of mindful awareness, the presence of God is with me, I'm never alone. And, 
and look at look at how sacred all of yeah. this is. Yeah. Um, because it's it all really is sacred. I just I don't I fail yeah. to notice. I fail to realize that right. what God mm -hmm. is doing. And so, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Well, and so, so as you guys are talking, one of the things that maybe is underlying all this too is that this and you got there a little bit. This draw, this natural draw for comfort and mm -hmm. ease mm -hmm. that that sheer inertia would lead us to, but that that pilgrimage is the call that. I mean, it'd be better if the kids weren't waking me up all, you know, all night long, right? Like that's that would be the thing you'd be praying. Like yeah, they could only have been my healthy. Stasis. Yeah. Mm, but but actually, that's a moment of of holiness yeah. for mm -hmm. you that they are sick and that it is forcing yeah. you to do something that is uncomfortable yeah. for yourself. Mm -hmm. What about? You? Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, I was just gonna say it's kind of interesting because here I feel like I'm kind of more like saying, oh, it's it's in these everyday moments, and it's also this, you know, there can be bigger pilgrimages. But at the same time, I think there's also this, because I, one thing that I, I can get a little passionate about is, um, like so often we talk about our, our vocation as being, like that that's our, our like a, it's almost like you could maybe intermix those two things. Like, you know, like mm. we've talked about motherhood, mm. like yeah. thinking about, oh, this is this is where, this is my vocation, this my, my pilgrimage is right here in the home. But I, I would just, I, I never want, um, you know, vocation is given by God. So I, I would say God can, God, you know, that can be a pilgrimage, your vocation, but it could also, God could be calling you to do even something else. Like you can yeah. have more than one calling at Absolutely. the same time. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess maybe that just comes from a place of feeling like my, my role as a wife and a mother are, yes, you know, holy and sacred yeah. places. Um, but I feel like sometimes that can almost be this place where we get comfortable. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's where it, like, I, I always, I, I just don't want anyone to use that as an excuse. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I can't not, go on that trip because I gotta, I gotta. Right, you know. right. And I'm a 24 year old at home. Yeah. I'm doing it yeah. here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think yeah. that's just uh, mm. that tension uh, or something we yeah. just need to be mindful of, of, mm -hmm. you know, when we're, when we're, in church singing oceans, mm -hmm. you can't sing that song and then leave and, and then live your life and, and look for comforts, you know, like yeah, if, I, if we're being serious it's a, it's about a it. prayer that disturbed me, the disturb Lord. us, yeah. Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. 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 Like we, we sail too close to the shore. Yeah. Well, right. As you're talking right, and you're trying very hard to, to be <laughs> fair minded, but, but as you're talking, I'll, I'll kind of go there. Yeah. I think maybe a pilgrimage has to be a disruption yeah. of your yeah. vocation. Yeah, absolutely. Cause if it isn't, I mean, there's a reason why, you know, I, I think, you know, I think about like the doctor and they spend their life, their, their whole oh. life saving lives. Right. But they go on a pilgrimage and, and they're walking and, it's it's almost intentionally nothing to do with their medical skills. Like it's, it's mm. they're, they're 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 taking a break. They're they're doing a thing where they're useless, and and that uselessness is actually a helpful thing for them on the journey. And I think mm -hmm. that helps them connect with God. Mm. All right, you're making the face. Yeah. Well, it, it's just I don't know that you're necessarily right or wrong, or if maybe it's just that I don't think that you are thoroughly right. Okay. <laughs> I think it's. Okay. it's I mean, I like being half-assedly right. That's no, that's, that's my right's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't think that you're thoroughly right. I think that, I think that it's it's possible to. You said you said a lot of things. So you said that a pilgrimage needs to disrupt your vocation. Maybe. I don't think that that's necessarily true. I think that my vocation as a mother, um, within that vocation, there are disruptions and there are pilgrimages mm -hmm. within that vocation. 
I think also that there are people like, you know, medical missionaries who use their skills on a pilgrimage. So I don't think that you necessarily have to abandon all that God has. So does it have to disrupt your whole vocation or just your routine? I mean, it's, it's disruptive, but in which, yeah. and what, what's I, the. Maybe it's disrupting your routine or your schedule or your, your creature comforts or your. Yeah, I can see Routine seems good. Routine seems... Well, to that point, I've struggled with this, and and this is the thing where I'm admitting I'm not thoroughly right. I don't even know if I'm right at all. Yeah. I struggle with the idea that mission trips are a pilgrimage. I'm not sure they are. Mm -hmm. I think that they are Mm. clearly in service of God and and our world. They're they're a good and holy thing to do. Why? Why would you say that? I think there's a little too much intentionality. (laughs) What are you talking about? I'm wearing my Cambodia shirt. (laughs) Right. I I guess I just don't understand what you're talking about or why you're saying it. Like, the the disruption stuff because you're choosing. That was your example, bro. That was your example. I know. You're like bad example. That's okay. We all. No, no. I think it might be a good example, and I'm trying to open. Well, maybe here's it. A mission trip is a place where I think pilgrimage moments of pilgrimage can happen because you're unrooting yourself. Yeah. But the mission trip itself is almost too purposeful. What? You think well, a pilgrimage? But I, but I think that gets to your message point about like it's a commute. What what defines a commute? Right. There's no difference right. in the outer trip taking. Right. I can commute on foot, which maybe is a little harder to be a commuter, but I can um in uh, Eckhart Tolle talks about this that you know people being out in nature and they'll go to these parks and people's earbuds are in there in conversation mm-hmm. and he's like they could be anywhere they could be right. walking a track at the YMCA why are you even outside because you're so right. not there yeah. mm-hmm. you're right. you know it's just it's a backdrop that you're not even paying attention to so right. mm-hmm. i i think i think similarly and that's why i thought your commute versus pilgrimage Mm-hmm. Criteria is like you, you can't just by the externals of it define right. it as a pilgrimage, right? Because anything that you do, a mission trip can be yes. a commute just as much as anything else, right? Or mm-hmm. a, a yeah. long walk across America, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And that's my I, I think we talked about this two weeks ago in preparation for that message. That even on some of the best, most epic hikes that I've ever done, that are supposed to be these like holy pilgrimage mm-hmm. kind of things, mm-hmm. I am like I'm trying to figure out how fast I can get it done because I have this like competitive side. I mean, like, mm-hmm. oh, most people do this in eight hours. I can do it in six and a half, and I'm like, that's a violation. I don't care what I do and what right, happens. Right. If that's the mindset, then I'm I'm, gonna, I'm a commuter in the most exactly. beautiful place on earth. Exactly. And right. I've lost the whole spiritual element of it. So I mean, I would agree that mission trips. A long walk, you know, a, yeah. a, going to Mecca, going to Jerusalem, going wherever to, to Rome. Uh, don't go to Rome. St. Louis? Okay. Not right now. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> can't. No. Shut down. They'll, they'll never let you leave. Um, yeah, that in and of itself, right. those things do not yeah. define a pilgrimage. Yeah. But there's something yeah. about yeah. the inner disposition. Maybe. And that mm-hmm. speaks to how God looks at the heart. You could do yeah. anything, and you could call it, like, a pilgrimage, or you could mm-hmm. call it whatever, and God would say, like, it's all about your heart state. I mean, I so I just listened to this podcast. It's called um, All the Wiser. It's really interesting. And this um, the host interviews people who have lived through extreme circumstances and asks, like, well, where did you find the hope? Where did you find the stamina? And there was this guy, and he um, survived a shark attack. And he had been a competitive surfer and this, like, really high-energy businessman, really successful He survived a shark attack. He was um, an amputee after that. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about, you know, I used to be able to, you know, surf all day long and then go running and then go hiking. And now, like, walking 10 minutes is hard for Mm -hmm. me. But he had to plan every every 10 minutes. And he was talking about some of the blessings of having to to really plan and to think and be present for those 10 minutes. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, if you look at the outside, he's he can't go as far anymore, but his inside has changed for the better. So I think that's kind of... 
Well, mm-hmm. it, it, but That's I right. think I think even in that example, I think if you're trying to whatever whatever let's just whatever pilgrimage is the the real substance of it, I think sometimes that's why doing something that's the bigger the more disruptive it is, the greater the chance mm-hmm. of you actually learning that. I think if we start yeah, too small with pilgrimage, we might miss the yeah. real lesson. So yeah. the yes. a shark has to attack you and you become an amputee in order to learn this lesson. And I think right. sometimes that's why it's this. Uh, you know, whatever Cheryl Strayed's hike ended up being and how long it took up the Pacific, whatever. Crest Trail, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it, the the more disruptive it is, the, yeah. because this is such a hard thing to learn, Absolutely. sometimes you have to do the crazy thing to really like, yeah. oh, now I see yeah. it. And the incremental things, you know, yeah, yeah it's, it's mm-hmm. noble, but yeah. like you might never really get it. Yeah, and I wonder if you need to have some of the major things before the incremental yeah. things matter yeah. to you just, in the same way. Mm-hmm. Arrows are too easy. Well, so speaking of, as a closing question, what do you guys think are the blessings of this pilgrimage heart uh, orientation? Like, what is it that you would, you know, when you feel this call to do something unsettling, to walk, to travel, to move, what is it that you think or, or expect or hope that God would, would do with and through you as a part of that? Why does it appeal? Three things. The, I, I, I like aware of the presence of God much more, mm-hmm. and that teaches me of that in the regular life. But I sense God's presence more. Um, I think the like serendipity, um, the adventure that life is, life mm-hmm. feels so mundane so often, and it's not. When those pilgrimage moments teach me that, wow, this is life. It feels bigger in those moments, but it actually teaches me like, no, life is, life is filled with the unexpected, and it can mm-hmm. be every day can be an adventure. And uh, I think the third thing is just like overall mindfulness, which is mm-hmm. kind of a theme of mine. Mm-hmm. It just teaches me how to really. Yeah. Take mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Well, you had talked about how this is all, you know, it gives you transformation. And I think you, you can't grow without hard experiences. And like it or not, they're going to happen <laughs> in life, whether you try as hard as you can to avoid them or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found when you allow yourself, when you, when you go where God calls you, mm-hmm. um, it's not going to be easy but he shows up in ways like that you would never get to experience. I mean, when we talk about, you know, just wanting to feel the, you know, the, like you said, the, just that presence of God, um, you know, God, God can't show up for you in these big, amazing ways if you're not in a place where you really need him. And it's a scary place to be that vulnerable and, and open and unsettled and disrupted. But you, I mean, I, I can just speak for myself and just the ways where my faith has grown leaps and bounds and I've grown way deeper because of those times. Um, and it's it's like as close as you can get to miracle, you know, magic in this life, I, I think is, are those times. Mm-hmm. So, you know, have, have an adventure mm-hmm. and then have, you know, God show up in those big, amazing ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I don't think that I can say anything better than that. I oh. liked it. <laughs> I liked it. Well done. Well, I feel like I have a different spin. I appreciate and recognize all of you guys, um, but but the call to adventure is not as mm, that's right. You as like driving for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm the I'm and, the settled read, just sit and read. <laughs> right. Uh, and so the thing that appeals to me, I, I, I theoretically respect adventure. Like, I'm, it sounds mm. like a, a good idea. <laughs> I'm um, like, and I'm happy to read about other people's adventures. Mm. Um, no, the thing that appeals to me is is uh, it feels like the best way to combat scarcity. You know, I always feel like. Mm. 
Um, I'm always feeling like there's so not true enough. to Enneagram right now. I, I, I really know, am. Right? I yeah. know. I mean, just all this is, not just you. Yes, oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, that's, yes, yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. But yeah, like even now, I think about how like there's never enough money these days. And then I was reflecting on my time in that with that missionary organization and like twenty-five dollars a month. <laughs> yeah. How did I do that? And uh, and it's provision of God. And, and mm -hmm. so I, I think that the, the the thing that appeals to me about the pilgrimage, the reason that would make it worth getting up out of the the nice, comfortable chair, I thought Wally was a, a picture of the ideal life. Like, I, I wanted one of those chairs. When I saw that the first time, Doug's, like, Doug's explanation of that movie plot's totally different. It's like, got this amazing Utopia. future that this little ruined. robot guy messes up for everybody. Well, he ruined the future. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but exactly, but for all that, that, that's that tendency for me. The, the pilgrimage is that, yeah, is that feeling that says, I could, actually, I could actually trust in God's provision more. I could actually yeah. do with mm -hmm. less, and I would, I would survive, and in fact, maybe even thrive yeah. with yeah, fewer yeah. things. Uh, so that's what appeals to me. Yeah. Well, thank you all for joining us. And um, again, the idea is that these are conversations that we're having all the time. We just finally started filming them. And we hope that these are conversations that you're encouraged and spurred to have uh, with your own people and just talk about the kinds of things that we're talking about in our community. So chime in in the comments below if you've got any other questions or thoughts. And uh, we'll see you next week for Pathfinder Unscripted. Thanks for being here.